EST 2016. This is interviews, music reviews, opinions, and more. This is, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are on audio here today on episode 243 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I have a stellar episode for you here today as I try to every single week here on The Hotter Show. I am getting to sit down for a chat with my man, Mr. Evangelo Valley Otis of Judgment. He is the vocalist guitarist for Judgment, and we have a super fun chat. We go for about just about an hour talking about his beginnings with music, kind of his start in music, forming his first bands and things of that nature, his favorite music, as well as the Judgment's beginnings as a... Uh, a pop punk band and how they made the transition as well as just tons of just fun stuff. There's even a couple bands that he, you know, recommends I should check out. And we, we kind of swap stories of music um, that we grew up with. And it's just really a lot of fun in that regard. Um, we also get to hear about the recording of their brand new single Terra Firma, as well as we get to hear the new single. If you have not heard it, what are you doing? You must be living under a rock. This song came out February 28th, and let me tell you, it is a badass track. You're going to like it, and it's really interesting because us diving into how they kind of made the transition naturally from pop punk to kind of that post-hardcore world, as well as these similarities kind of in that uh, post-hardcore punk world and how there's so much just love and support in that scene and uh, I know you guys are going to really enjoy this chat we have a lot of fun but um, I definitely definitely want to give a quick shout out to some guys who definitely deserve it speaking of February 28th um, that was actually my anniversary with my wonderful beautiful fiance Um, so I was out of town but uh, I did get to check out we had a lot of music drop that day, man. Holy cow, a lot of stuff. But my dudes, nothing serious, dropped a badass new song called Jekyll and Hyde. And I implore you guys to go check that out. Jekyll and Hyde, my dudes, nothing serious. You know, I um, love those guys. I've known them for a long time. We go back like freaking seven years, eight years, something like that. Definitely, it's got to be getting close to like six, seven years, somewhere in that ballpark. It has to be. I want to say that I've known those guys and uh, they kick ass. So go check it out. Uh, as well as if just, I don't know these guys, obviously, but if you haven't heard the new Five Figure Death Punch, you got to go check that out too. So a lot of good stuff. You're going to hear Judgment's brand new single here today. If you have not heard it, so you don't have to go anywhere for that, but go check out Nothing Serious, new single, Jekyll and Hyde. As well as, you know, if it, the mood so fancies you, check out that new Five Figure Death Punch. Obviously, you know, as much as I'd love to, I don't know <laughs> the guys in Five Figure Death Punch. But just really enjoying the record. So you guys should go check that out. And we're going to have a lot of fun here today. I'm not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump right into my chat with Evangelo Valiotis of Judgment. Let's get into it. Angelo Evaliotis of Judgment. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? 
I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Very, very awesome. happy to be talking to you here today. We're, uh, man, it's, it's cool anytime someone contacts me, especially when they have a badass song to send me that just completes my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I actually got referred by my friend Lee Ibanez. Um, he, he threw your name out there, so I figured I'd contact you and, uh, yeah, man. Really? My man, Lee, it's been a while. Lee, if you're listening, buddy, what's up? How are you doing? That's that man, that man single-handedly made me understand and love pop punk. Just saying. Yeah, man. He's, he's (laughs) a good dude and he knows, he knows music really well. Yeah, he is definitely one of the gems out there. Cause I wasn't sure. Cause I always, it's always fun for me and interesting to kind of, you know, I'll like look through and be like, okay, what bands do you follow? Like how, how did we make this connection and how did you discover me? And I look around and I see, you know, obviously in the kind of that more post hardcore metal world, you know, there's lots of great bands in that kind of era or that kind of uh, the scene, so to speak. So I'm always interested to be like, Oh, like, you know, like, I see like, you know, you follow single wound, for example, who are kind of a, a bit of right. a, a staple of the hotter show at this point. <laughs> um, right. I featured them a few times, but I'm like, maybe that's a connection or, but Lee, that's cool, man. That's, that's really cool. How you yeah, know Lee? I'm, I'm just sure, curious. I'm pretty sure we're actually, uh, we're playing a show with them pretty soon. I, I'm not really sure of the date yet. It's kind of like up in the air right now, but, uh, yeah, that'll be the first time we'll actually meet them. So that'll be one hell of a show. Um, do, do you know when that is, or you're just you're kind of still in the early stages uh, of planning? Up, it's kind of up in the air right now, but it's in Oshawa. Pretty sure it's going to be at the General. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really know too much information about it. It's just kind of like a a new thing that's arisen in within the last couple of days. So there's talk about it, but. It'll be cool to actually meet those guys because I really, uh, I'm a fan of their music. So, for sure, and it's you know that that'll be one hell of a freaking bill. Just having you guys and even just you guys and Single Moon on the bill that would be a very tasty, tasty bill. But uh, so we'll definitely have to keep our ears to the ground for that. But some um, just jumping into it with you here, and I, I know we we have a lot of ground to cover, and I'm sure we're going to go off on tangents and things of that nature. But some. Um, what kind of got you started on this journey into music? What was kind of some of the first music you heard and how that whole thing started for you? Um, so we were originally called Poor Judgment. Uh, we were a pop-punk band when we first started. Um, you know, growing up, I, I listened to all types of music, and I still do uh, today. But uh, when we first started this, uh, I think four years ago, it was me, Riley, my drummer, and uh, James, the lead guitarist. Um, we we were all kind of listening to uh, bands like The Story So Far. Um, we were listening to, uh, I don't know, uh, Green Day, um, Sum 41, um, you know, just a, a lot of the... Uh, the pop punk bands that we know and love, plus a couple underground ones like um, I, the Wonder Years. Um, kind of that good quintessential kind of yeah, punk rock, yeah. Pop punk stuff. 
they were they were more underground when we were first listening to them, but now mm-hmm. they've kind of like uh, exploded, like Real Friends, another one. Um, so that was kind of like the sound that we we were going for back then. But then as we kind of progressed, um, we got our basis Cameron now, and uh, we all started kind of getting more into the post-hardcore scene and stuff like that listening to you know we all we also grew up listening to bands like uh uh on fire silver scene um bands like that so we had that connection already but then we were introduced to under oath super late um maybe only about like three years ago i would say um and we fell in love with under oath um, another band is counterpart uh let live those are all kind of bands that we uh, we definitely look up to and are huge influences on our music now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where it started and and where it evolved to. Um, if we're talking about influences and stuff like that, so. So for you personally, what was like you know? I like, I mean, obviously, I I would assume as your vocalist and guitarist, did that was that how it started for you? Like, did you just you know, start hearing this kind of music and be like, Hey, I want to pick up a guitar or was there specific bands and players for you personally that kind of made you really want to start getting into this? So, um, my dad actually bought me a guitar when I was probably like four or five. Uh, he played, it was an acoustic guitar. He played, uh, he was actually learning as well and teaching me as he went. And, um, so that's kind of what got me started on playing guitar Um, I just really had this connection with music from a very early age. I loved to to sing. Uh, I loved to dance. Really, really all the the arts. I loved to dance, draw, all that stuff. Um, But I really connected with with music at a young age. I started playing a lot of talent shows and stuff like that at my uh, elementary school. And uh, so that's kind of where it all started. But um, I don't really have like a an idol when it comes to guitar. Um, but for like being a front man, I really, uh, I really enjoy Jason Alon. He's the uh, former front man of let live. They're not a band anymore, but he's uh, the current front man of the fever three, three, three. If you haven't check him out, he's, he's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen. And I strive to be like him, uh, except, you know, he doesn't have a guitar, so he doesn't have to keep coming back to that mic. Um, but he's, he's definitely one of the uh, greatest performers I've ever seen and uh, ever heard of. So he'd, he would definitely be one. I'm not, I'm not actually familiar with them, so I'm going to have to... They, I've already made a few notes for some bands I'm going to have to check out that you've mentioned because I'm not too familiar with them at all, actually. Is there, is there an album you'd recommend to start with? Or? Um, for Let Live, um, honestly, I can't, I can't remember. I know The Black is Beautiful. Uh, that's a really good album. Uh, but the one before that, I'm, it's kind of slipping my memory right now. Um, but that that album is kind of what um, made them to be what they were. Uh, they weren't like very huge, huge, but they they toured Europe and um, I'm pretty sure they went to like Japan and stuff. They they were more bigger in the states, mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah, they, they disbanded and now uh, The Fever is his new band and they are uh, another influence of ours because they stand for uh, equality and uh, they stand for a lot of uh, black rights because the, the singer is uh, half black and uh, he, he really stands for that. Gun violence as well. Um, so they're, they're like, as with our band, we, we stand for something. It's not just the music. We stand for other things other than music. So uh, that's another reason why I really like him too. Yeah, it's that connection on on the sense of, you know, hey, yeah, I'm a fan of your music and, you know, I can appreciate, like, oh, I really like this song and here's why. But then also it's like the people behind the music and right. what what they're standing for and you know it, it is especially in this day and age man like it is so important i don't i don't tend to get very um political on here too too much or well, not political but you know things like that but yeah nowadays especially it is so important to you know to have a voice and to stand for something you know i know me personally i'm someone who's very i try to take a stand against you know things that i think are wrong <laughs> that i think most people can understand when it comes to bullying and you know i think that right it's such a as musicians and as you know people who are creative you can't help but have that that kind of outlet and take that stance and be drawn to people who have that stance as well exactly so i think that's something that is definitely super important um so as far as like you mentioned that your your father was the one who kind of got you into playing music, did you take any lessons other than other than from him, or are you kind of a he learned and then he taught you, and then you kind of just ran from there? Yeah, that's pretty much how it was. It was uh, he taught me what he knew, and um, he kind of got out of it for a little bit. You know, just got busy with life, mm-hmm. and I just kind of continued, and and so I was just I'm self taught. Uh, singing and guitar I've never taken lessons um, but I really take pride in them I've obviously watched videos and stuff to uh, to help me out it, it's not like I just learned the knowledge on my own um, but but yeah like I, I've never actually sat down and taken lessons uh, with someone who uh, professionalizes in it you just kind of basically did the whole, you know, self-taught thing, which I think is, you know, when I speak, I could, I've, I've spoken with so many people on the show and I've, I've always had, had the, um, the pleasure of speaking with both sides of the coin when it comes to someone who's very trained and they're very, you know, they look at things on a very like, okay, this note has to go here and this chord progression has to go with this chord progression and blah, 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 which I right. think has its place. But whenever I speak with people who are, self-taught and they're not necessarily so obsessed with not that it's a bad thing but it's almost like a whole different style of writing when exactly. it comes to you just kind of feel it out i guess is exactly. what I'm it's more it's more by feel it's not uh, by the book mm-hmm. and somebody who actually does that is the, the guitarist of under oath um we have something in common where we have no idea about theory like i know very very little about theory and Actually, uh, I watched a documentary on them, and he was talking about how he really has no idea what he's doing. He just plays what sounds good, and uh, the the type of guitarist that he is, he's he's insane. He's an insane guitar player, 
and uh, he makes some crazy catchy riffs and and just to know that he you know never took lessons he's self-taught and Mm -hmm. uh he he doesn't really use theory that actually gave me a little bit more confidence than playing guitar because there's times where i was like where like where do i go from here you know like this is what i know but like maybe maybe i should take lessons maybe you know maybe i should uh, further my knowledge but uh there's ways of furthering your knowledge without lessons and um he himself actually said that um you know even being this far in his career he he prefers not to take lessons because he thinks it'll mess with his uh his way of writing so learning that actually like really gave me more confidence in in my guitar playing and and uh i've been going harder ever since so yeah, I think there's there was a quote I saw, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that kind of piqued my interest just on this topic as it said, no two musicians sound the same. And right. I was like, okay, like I, I can definitely agree with that to a point, but I, I can absolutely understand why there are people who, you know, it, there are some players, because I've seen it happen before, where they take lessons and then you become the guitar player who it's you're learning kind of from. Yeah. And that's what, to me, I mean, I come from that world as well of self-taught and so forth, but I also used to work in a music store. So I can, that had great teachers that were able to, you know, not do that. They were able to kind of separate themselves from their student after a certain point, obviously, where you can kind of go, okay, here's, here's what I think your style more is going to be because everybody's different. You know, you've got the the bar chord bashers and the drop D chord bashers like myself who don't really know what the hell we're doing. Um, And then you've got, you know, the guys who are like super trained and they know what's going on or guys who are just super technical and guys who are super sloppy, but for some reason sound very technically proficient. Like there's so many different types of guitarists out there. And it's really interesting to kind of hear your point of view on that. Cause I find that with, I think it's more common in the, um, and, and I say this with the utmost respect to everybody in kind of that post-hardcore, kind of hardcore world, punk world, where it's it's a lot more forgiving. If it's like, oh, yeah. I, I, this sounds good, whereas like, oh, well, this this scale has to go here, and this we have to make sure this right. is here, and oh, this, that doesn't work in this time signature. It's like, guys, let's just write the freaking song. And we'll, <laughs> Let's make it sound good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, this is a very forgiving genre yeah. for that kind of stuff. It's kind of just like, if it sounds good, then then I'm down to listen to it. And uh, that's kind of what I like. Oh, for sure. I'm the same. And I mean, it's, it's you know, three chords in the truth is, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's punk music. You know, that's, that's what it's all right. about. Three power chords that's in the true. truth. So it's kind of funny to how that goes. But speaking on that note, though, um, what's interesting as far as with your guy's style, as we are, you know, currently talking, um, your guy's brand new single just came out on February 28th. And I wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, The single is called Terra Firma. Right. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not butchering that. Uh, Um, No, that is right. That is right. So walk me through that a little bit, kind of, you know, you had mentioned that you guys had 
switch styles. So actually, before we jump into that, I'm curious, what kind of, um, was it a really conscious effort that you were like, hey guys, let's, you know, as much as, yeah, we do love this pop punk world, let's maybe try and transition into this other style? Or was it just kind of, it happened naturally where it was like, okay, I think we're kind of heading in this direction. Honestly, it was completely natural. I think uh, we just, I don't want to say matured, um, but maybe matured as musicians. Like as much as I still love pop punk and it's very fun and uplifting and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then there's like those those sad songs, but like those mad sad songs where you're like sitting in your living room punching the wall as you're sure, listening yeah. to it. <laughs> right? Um as much as we love that still, um, we just got into different music. And uh, when we were writing, we just kind of were playing that type of music. Um, when we were playing live, you know, I used to just kind of scream um, because I had a lot of energy and to, just to like hype the show up. But I've had, I had multiple people come up to me saying, man, you should, you got a wicked scream. And I'm like, do I? I don't know. Like, I've never screamed before. And they, they're like, yeah, man, you should really, like, pursue that. Maybe throw some of that into your into your music. And I was like, got to thinking. I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'll try it. So, you know, as this transition happened, um, you know, I started to learn how to scream. And I started screaming a little more during our songs. Um, you know, certain parts or we would add screaming parts. Um that didn't exist onto our current song uh, just for like a live performance sort of uh, just to differentiate the live from the recorded stuff. And uh, it really like when, when I first started, it really, really hurt my voice and I couldn't talk after. And I started doing my research and uh, found out I was not screaming right. <laughs> and uh, that I could actually risk losing my voice forever. So, uh, so I actually, you know, sat down and, and started to teach myself how to scream properly, watching videos and and different stuff. Um, I got I got to ask. Just, I got to interrupt you yeah. and ask for a sec. Yeah, yeah. In, in your searches, because these videos just they just tickle me. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. Have did right. you ever come across the Melissa Cross videos by chance? Uh, a what? Sorry. The Melissa Cross. You ever come across her videos before? I think I'm not sure. Melissa, is it Melissa Cross? Basically, she's an is opera she a singer. Professional? Yeah. She, yes. Yeah, I have, man. Her have. videos, because she had, she has some techniques that let me tell all my, you know, heavy vocal screaming brothers and sisters out there. Go and watch her video on. I think I think the video is literally just entitled "Big Face, Little Face." I think. Yeah. Yes, man. And, I've literally done that. <laughs> so, and it does work. Like she's like basically just because c- I because this is hilarious to me. Um, you, she teaches you the technique as far as how to scrunch your face up so small and then make it super wide, so you can basically it helps to project. To my understanding, I, I know nothing about screaming, but yeah, I, it has to do with that and like stretching out the muscles mm-hmm. in your face, so you you can I don't know utilize your your I don't even know to be honest with you. Utilize I, your it's thingy. been a while. It's been <laughs> yeah, a while yeah. since I watched it, but yes, I know exactly who you're talking about, mm-hmm. and I have 
I have done that technique. Um, haven't in a while, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're starting, then I think there was a video of, I want to say it was Rob Flynn from machine head and I think Matt Heafy from Trivium was in it. And then I, I can't remember who, but it was them doing this, these techniques and it just, right. it just, it just warms my heart. Cause it was just the funniest thing you'll ever I witness. <laughs> so good. It is, yeah. It is so funny to, to see. Yeah. Definitely go watch that if you haven't, cause it's, <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny video. For sure. Especially when you're learning. But so when you kind of, as you started to get more into, okay, hey, I'm sitting down and I'm I'm really learning how to do this properly. Did you find that your voice changed at all? Because there's been some times where I've heard from guys that, you know, they, they choose to scream improper because it has a different tone. Whereas they find that if I scream this way that they're telling me will be better for my voice in the long run, it doesn't sound the same. Did, did you ever find that or is that just kind of... Some, some crazy. Um, there, yeah, there was a there was a point. It was kind of like the middle point where there was me uh, not knowing what the hell I was doing, screaming and hurting my mm-hmm. voice. Then there was the transition point where I was like, I'm going to try to learn how to do it properly. Um, when I was trying to learn how to do it properly, it uh, it was not it was not producing the sound that I wanted. Um, so. What I kind of did was, I, honestly, I just kind of was messing around with my with my voice, and uh, I I found a way to scream which does not hurt my 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 throat at all, and it, it actually has a lot to do with my throat. Um, it's very hard to explain mm-hmm. how I do it, but pretty much the the screaming sensation I can feel it uh, around the. My, like uh, my back palate, my rear palate, um, sort of where your uvula lies around there. Um, and then I can adjust the pitch by how uh, my tongue is placed in my mouth. It, I, it, it's very hard to explain, but it's just the way that worked for me and that is producing the sound that I want and that's not hurting. So that's a win. That's a win for me in my book. That's actually badass, man. Cause I've, I've never really kind of have, have dove into that before here on the show. And it's something that to me is so fascinating because there are so many vocalists out there. Like, like you were mentioning your tongue, that's something I don't really hear a lot because the only guy I think off the top of my head that I know that he does that because you physically see him like stick his tongue out sometimes to produce a certain note is Chuck Billy from Testament where he'll, Oh really? And that's like a huge deep dive for some people. They're like, who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Like he has such an interesting, I mean, it's the thrash style screaming. So it's a little different, but you'll watch him sometimes and he'll fall on like, yeah, it's like, Jesus, but that's just so interesting to hear. I, I just nerded out for a second listening to you talk about that because it's so yeah, it's so no, fascinating um, to me. The the singer of Rise Against, I think his name is Tim. I, I don't know the last name, but he actually sings like that as well. Um, when he hits those high notes, his tongue comes out of his mouth, and what that does is it actually opens up your throat, which allows you um, uh, to create more power to to hit those high notes. And 
I do do that, and honestly, my girlfriend hates the way I look when I do it. Like, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's true. It's true, but it's not like a very like uh, visually pleasing way for the audience to to see you sing. But technically, but technically, it works, man. I'm telling you, and it. it I can't hit those notes without my tongue being outside of my mouth. It's it's just how it is. That is freaking awesome. I love it. Oh it my god. It's just how it is. Man. I'm just picturing I'm... you like up on stage with your girl in like the front <laughs> row and her just sitting there like, Oh my god. Like yeah, here just it comes. Like, shying her eyes away, just like, oh, here we go. Here it comes. He's gonna Gene Simmons it up and just throw his tongue out. Ah! <laughs> It's, it's not it's not exactly of course yeah yeah it's just for sure, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think you know what i'm talking about yeah oh but, for sure it's just yeah. like the littlest bit i'm sure just the littlest yeah, bit exactly. for the sake of my my joke it's like here <laughs> um in in the music video of terra firma uh which is out now um i actually you can see it in the video if you if you pay attention um yeah, go go and watch it. I'm gonna have to go you'll back and watch that because I, didn't, I yeah. didn't catch it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be able to see it there. That is fantastic, man. That's great. Well, speaking about terra firma, um, before I went off on that that segue there, I was asking you a little bit about the single. So, kind of, and what we're gonna do today is we're gonna actually play the single for the folks that have not heard it. So, that's gonna be badass. But um, it's a, it's an awesome single. Lot of kind of um, interesting things I want to ask about with this. So, when you guys made the switch, did you already have some material written, or was Terra Firma kind of the the first song you guys worked on, or kind of break that down for me? So, not really. We have another song um, on this record that's going to be out um, called Fading. That was the first song that kind of. Uh, made this transition. Uh, Terra Firma came, I think it was maybe the second one. Um, this is like in the depths of our like under oath, like we we were all just literally had under oath on repeat. So um, there's a lot of influence from under oath on this one um, and also counterparts as well. This is when we kind of were first starting to listen to counterparts. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, it, it was probably the second song I would say, um, to, to kind of like make this transition. Awesome. Well, so as far as the song itself, I mean, you know, t- to me, it's, you know, kind of that quintessential, you know, kind of post hardcore where you know it's got the riffage it's got the vocals but then you know it's got the heavier vocals as well and that scream that you know your your clean vocals are fantastic and your you know your your heavy vocals are fantastic as well so i can understand why someone would say hey you should really try and you know incorporate the screams more but what's interesting about it to me is with some post hardcore stuff it's like it'll be kind of mellow and then it'll get kind of loud and then kind of mellow again and then, you know, we're out of here. Right. Whereas with, with Terra Firma, there's there's a little bit more going on there and there's, you know, there's a great hook in the chorus that is very, um, it really stands out to me. Like I'm someone who really 
appreciates a good hook and something that makes me sing along and that, that gets stuck in my head. Was that something that you guys kind of set out to go, okay, let's, you know, write this kind of a song or is that just something that happened naturally? Uh, I think it's, I think it's more something that happened naturally. I'm actually just starting to uh, do that when writing a song where I say, Hey, you know what? I want people to feel this way mm-hmm. when I, when we play this uh, or, you know, I want this part to have this feel. Um, that's just like, I guess, maturing as a musician. But when we, when we wrote this, that was not a thought. Um, shout out to Riley. Cause Riley's the drummer and he's also the singer as well. Uh, something that's pretty crazy that he does is he, he, he plays and drums like literally all of his, all of his, uh, limbs are moving and he's singing as well. That um, trips me out. I, I don't know how they do he, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. He's the one that sings that chorus in the song. I think the only thing I sing in, uh, terra firma is the bridge. Um, but everything else, like the, I do all the screaming and stuff, but, um, Riley's doing a lot more of the singing in our new stuff because of the fact I'm going back and forth from singing and screaming. It's a lot harder to uh, maintain my my singing voice throughout like a half an hour to an hour show. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Well, well, shouts to Riley as well then because he's got an awesome voice too. <laughs> Which is yeah. the the singers that play drums and or the drummers that sing or whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's something that just like. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how they do it because I can't play jumps to begin with. <laughs> no, I, I know it. It, it blows me. my mind, man. It blows my mind, and he's not. It's not like he's playing anything very easy. To he, he shreds and he's still singing, and it's, it's funny to, it's funny to watch. It's just astounding to me. Yeah, it's actually like that. That just blows my mind. Any anytime I talk to, <laughs> I talk to people who, yeah. especially with you know when you're. I think when you're doing like heavier vocals, if you're screaming, I, I've I've been told by some guys that it kind of lends the, itself to that a little better because you can really power into it. But when you're right. singing clean, like you're trying to produce a nice clean note, and it's also it's also pitch too, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're focusing on hitting that note as you're focusing on hitting that snare and the hi hat and the bass drum and. You know what I mean? And like keeping your head in one position, not looking at the actual drums when you're singing because most drummers, they sing away from the kit. So the the kit doesn't get picked up in the microphone. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's just crazy how he does it, but he does it. And we're, we're all thankful for it in the band. So Yeah. That at any time they, you know, they do the lean back, so to speak, and they, they, they sing into it. Like that just, I just right. it even more, I because you know yeah. one of my favorite drummers is Morgan Rose from Seven Dust, and he does all the screaming and stuff, but he has yeah. a headset, so he exactly. can still pay attention to what he's doing. And he said before, you know, like there is no way I'd be able to do this leaning away from the kid or anything. Because he's like, there's just I would mess everything up. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, man. But uh, he does it, and he does it well. So. Well, that's awesome. Also, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to play the new song right now here for you guys. And then we're going to take a quick break and come back with Evangelo from Judgment. So crank it up right now. This is the brand new single just came out February 28th. This is Terra Firma.
grounds You're losing sleep A place to call home is all that you seek Stranded and stuck I'm trapped in your mind Walking your path as you try to be mine And when they saw your eyes I will sacrifice Everything I have for what I've wanted For this moment I won't be disheartened I'm not your puppet on a string Syllables are sharpened But your words won't cut these wings Now, leave the soil where it lies Though it's safe, it's in a wall Listen to The Harder Show right now. Are you in a band? Maybe you're a business owner of some kind, a performer, maybe a pro wrestler, an event promoter, an athlete, or maybe you're just an everyday person who needs some photo editing done. You need a great graphic design guy, and have I ever got the hookup for you? My man and close personal friend, Mr. Jason Reese from Jaybird Digital Arts. Whether you need logos, t-shirts, stickers, tickets, business cards, banners, menu, brochures, flyers, posters, Facebook banner videos, door hangers, photo editing and restoration, print ads, lyric video editing, signs, notepads, window clings, letterhead, bookmarks, programs, magnets, greeting cards, calendars, rack cards, invitations, envelopes, pens... 
Jason will work with you to develop a style that is unique to you and that tells everybody just how special your business, event, or you personally are, and you will stand out from the crowd. On top of the fact that he does offer free delivery between Coburg, Ontario and Kingston, Ontario, message him today right now for a free quote. That's right, a free quote. Tell him about your idea. You got something outside the box, he will make it happen. With great rates and service, you cannot go wrong. I've used Jason literally for everything over the past three and a half years, and I cannot say enough good things about the man himself and his work. So contact him today on the web at jburgdigitalarts.com or on social media under jburgdigitalarts. That's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D-digitalarts.com. You can also email him at jburgdigitalarts.com dot digital dot arts at gmail.com and always keep in mind that his business is successful when your business looks good and now let's get back to the show oh boy all right we're back here with vangelo from judgment and we just heard before my break there the brand new single just dropped february 28th terra firma hell of a freaking track man i gotta say again i absolutely love it <laughs> thank you man I, I appreciate it. We all do. And what's what's cool about it is, you know, given the vibe of that track, it really makes me excited <laughs> to hear more from you guys, which to me, when you drop that first single, it, it, it needs to be able to not only hook me, but then also I, I got to, if it's like, oh, this is a great song, and then like, you don't really care about what else is going on. It's like, for me... I hear that and I'm like, okay, what else do you got? Like what, what's coming on the pipeline next? Come on, I need more. So I I have to ask kind of what's the next step for you guys? Like, have you, do you have more songs that you've been recording? How was kind of the recording process for Terra Firma? Um, so right now there's no, uh, 100% plan in place. Uh, on how we're going to release the rest of the song, how we're going to release the, uh, the EP. But uh, I'm pretty confident in saying the rest of the songs will be out um, by the end of this year. Uh, I just don't know when and how we're going to do it. It might be, you know, within the next couple months, it might be, you know, down the line a little bit. But, but hopefully 2020. 20, yeah, I would say 2020 is the year. Uh, where you're going to hear the rest of the music. Awesome. That makes me very happy. Um, <laughs> but as far I'm glad, as, man. I'm glad. yeah, it's, you know, it's like, I think literally like when you messaged me and I, I kind of checked you guys out, I was like, yes, I need more, you know, like post hardcore stuff in my life. There's not enough. I need more. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's pretty hype. Um, having the Alexis on Fire stuff coming back and mm-hmm. uh, Silverstein recording, you know, dropping their record. It's, it's the time for it to come back, man. Time for it to, to change. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, new metal will make a comeback. It'll be great. You know, we'll all be we'll all be <laughs> rocking like jorts again. And <laughs> That's right. Corn's coming out with a new single soon. Hell yeah. That, is that, <laughs> is, I'm going to say something like controversial here for a second on that, on a quick segue. To me, when when you think of new metal, like I, I don't know if you're super. I assume because you mentioned corn, you at least know a little bit of it. Um, when you think of new metal, do you think of like kind of like the corns and like the you know kind of that more style, or do you think of like Limbiscuit? 
See, like, I I think of new metal as almost like a like a metal with rapping kind of feel to it. Like, I don't Corn doesn't really have like a rap feel, but I don't know. I I think that they're in the same category. Uh, I also think System of the Downs in that category. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, um, but that's just how I look at it uh, personally. I'm not like a huge like. Sure. You know, yeah. there, there's those people that get very, uh, very butthurt by, by people, you know, saying that My Chemical Romance is in an emo band and all this stuff. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's I think it's all up to interpretation and how you you view it, really. Yeah, like it, I mean, you just probably triggered like a few people listening. Like, what do you mean, My Chemical Romance is an emo? They literally <laughs> invented the genre. It's like, uh, uh no, they didn't. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if they're emo, and I don't really care. I just know that they're a pretty decent band, and I listen to the music. So, yeah, it's genre is something that's so like I, I don't personally like to get too too caught up in it, but I kind of have to. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't have someone on my show and be like, yeah, they play rock and roll. Because I just don't. Right. I, I, I kind of take Lemmy's stance where he's just like, this is all rock and roll, baby. I'm like, I would love to just be able to say, oh, yeah, you know, this new, uh, you know, new judgment. Yeah, man, it's rock and roll. It's great. Like, or it's metal. It's great. But I can't do that because it's like, yeah, you know, I'll have that one person email me, you know, who will an open letter to TJ Hodder from the Hodder show. How dare you right. insinuate that judgment is basic metal when they are in fact it's like come on man just <laughs> with all due respect to my keyboard elitist warriors out there um sometimes i just want to say it's good music and it's like it's good metal and it's like but it's right. not metal it's like jesus christ guys let's just it's in the category it's yeah. like there's the there's the big like genre and then it's there's the like the umbrella of the subgenres, right? But I think metal would be the that big genre and then like post hardcore would just be like a subgenre to mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And then there's like, you know, technical progressive, underground, undercore, post hardcore, which that, is you know yeah, exactly. not to be confused like with post underground technical death hardcore. Um. You're right. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, there's somebody out there saying our music is not post-hardcore it's something like that and to them i applaud them and say you know thanks for listening that much to our music to try to find out what our genre is yeah it you know so put put, put up uh, the hell am i trying to say here puts up a youtube video you know here is you know 10 reasons as to why this is not post-hardcore it's like jesus thank you man like holy crap (laughs) you put that much work into i'm trying to insult you it's like you put that much work into it like holy crap that's right man appreciate how many times how many times did you listen to our songs to to make that that analogy (laughs) you know what i mean so well, and that's what I think I, I love so much about, um, and obviously a lot of the stuff I say tongue in cheek, you know, but because I've had this conversation with so many people, you know, where it's just like, oh, a day to remember is not pop punk. And I'm like, but like, don't they like say they're pop punk and they describe themselves they, as, they're like, they had, you know, they have that shirt where it's like the heaviest pop punk band. The heaviest pop punk. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, because right. I, I would hear, I don't know why randomly I thought of a day to remember, but like. I when I first heard, um, oh my god, I'm gonna draw a blank. Their latest record, ah uh, crap, 
Uh, crap, 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 crap. I'm going to draw a total blank. Not Is it par- paranoia? Yeah, paranoia, I think. The hell's, it must be paranoia. Um, sorry, guys. I just drew a complete blank on what, I'm, what my point was here. Um, but whatever that record is with the one song that I really like, where's my man Matt? Matt, where are you? I need you. I need to, I need to know what this song is. It's going to bug the absolute shit out of me. But um, when they dropped that record, people were like, oh, they're not, you know, uh, they're not like pop that punk vibration. Anymore. That, oh my God, that's it. Dude, you yeah, have no idea. You just like right. saved my life right now because I'm trying to look it up on my Spotify yeah. and my yeah. my internet's not working. But yeah, bad vibrations. Bad vibrations. Um, yeah. Like when I heard the first 30 seconds of that track, I was like, wait, I thought that A Day to Remember was pop punk. Right. And then it was explained to me that, well, you know, they kind of dip back and forth and they don't really like describing themselves just as pop punk because they're kind of... Sometimes they go heavier and it's like, oh, I get it. They just kind of do whatever they want. And if you don't like it, leave them alone, basically. <laughs> Honestly, it's not a bad approach, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, not keeping yourself in a box um, and just having creative freedom to make whatever music you want. I mess with that. Yeah, for sure. It, it's like anything, like when... Even if you're, you know, like you mentioned earlier, how you just like the arts, you know, if you're, right. you know, you're drawing something that's maybe not, uh, not traditionally something you would draw or something that's your style and you're yeah. like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to do whatever I, whatever I want. And exactly. you want to express that's the yourself. Of it. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of art. It's like, you can't sit it, here and say, oh, this, this song isn't pop punk enough. Time to get rid of it. It's like, no. <laughs> This this image isn't abstract. This is uh, blah blah blah. You know, like <laughs> nobody does that to painting, do they? Maybe they do. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that you know in the uh, the snobby art world who are like, you know, yeah. oh, Why is this in this abstract gallery? That's not what this is. And it, right, right. I don't know. It, that that whole world confuses me. I'm just a yeah. I'm a dumb redneck from a small town. I don't understand any of that stuff. But. <laughs> But I mean, I even see that in my world with what I do. You know, I'm, I always say my show is kind of, uh, I kind of just do whatever I feel like on this show at this, like, and I kind of always have where it's like, Hey, yes, mostly I do, you know, interviews with musicians and content creators and people of that nature. And I do my album reviews and stuff. But then also, you know, I'm like, man, I feel like talking about wrestling or, Hey, I feel like talking about this weird, you know, paranormal thing, or, Hey, let's talk about conspiracy theories. Hey, let's talk about dating. Like I kind of try to do a little bit of everything. Cause that's just, I don't like to pigeonhole myself to say, I just do this because that's boring. Exactly. And the same thing can be said about, I'm sure if you're sinning and you're, you know, kind of getting, getting back to your, the recording process and that, like, I'm sure if you're sitting in the studio and you're recording a song and you're like, Man, like there, there might be. I can understand why there might be like that. Ooh, is this riff maybe a little too, a little too heavy, or is this chorus gonna work? And it's just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just uh, let's, let's just do what we do want. It. That's the beauty of it. Exactly. Love it. So when you guys were recording, um, Dara Firmer and that, like, were you? Did you kind of come into it with the riff and everything, or did you kind of just like kind of write that whole thing together? Um, 
how we usually write is uh, James, the lead guitarist, will come to me and he'll say, yo, I got this riff. What do you think? So then he'll play it to me and I'll say, okay, cool. Let's kind of work on that. So um, we'll usually meet up just me and him and kind of figure out the, how we want the song to sound and I'll start writing guitar parts to his. And once we have a good bass, then, um, you know, we'll bring it to the, to the rest of the boys. And uh, I don't know, I got a pretty good ear for, for all instruments. So like, as we're writing, I can hear, I can hear the whole song in my head. If you know what I'm saying, like I can Mm -hmm. hear the drums and I can hear the bass. So pretty much if I have any ideas for drummer bass, then I'll, I'll let them know and say, you know, I'm kind of feeling something like this at this part, like this at this part. And, uh, then we'll we'll take that and and we'll play it and then um, they will make uh, you know changes to it and but we all will and and eventually we just kind of have a song and then the lyrics are the very last thing the next thing would be the melody so after we have all that I'll start uh, humming melodies into my phone for like a week and then I'll find the best melodies put them in place and then write lyrics based on the melodies. And then after all that's in place, we'll come back together again and make the final finishing touches. And once we feel like we can't make the song any better than what it is, that's when we consider the song finished until we go into the studio and uh, start doing some pre-production with the, uh, with the producer. And then the song changes a little bit more and then that's the end result. You said something interesting there that I always, um, it's something that always piques my interest is how people write lyrics and melodies. Cause there, you know, there are some people who will just sit down and they'll just kind of, uh, and I, I don't say this disrespectfully, they'll kind of just like throw up the lyrics and melody all at once and they'll go bang, here you go, copy, they'll paste it on there. Here's our song. Here's what I'm feeling at this moment. But for some people, you know, like you, like you were saying, you like to kind of go through and okay, let's, you know, write a melody here for this. Let's get a scat track going here for this, which I personally love like scat tracks. Cause I think yeah. it's just, it, 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 if someone would release a record of <laughs> just like <laughs> scatting over scat stuff, track. you know, yeah. like, like there's, there's, you know, versions of Metallica songs where James Hetfield is just doing the, you know, na 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 hey, hey, hey. It's like, yeah. I love it so much. Did you learn to do that from any specific way? Or did you just kind of sit there and go, I mean, it's not a hard thing to like figure out to learn how to do, but did you learn that from someone or was it just, you were sitting there one day going, why don't I just like kind of start instead of just, Hey, let's do one long kind of recording while I figure things out. Like let's sit down and really break down each, each melody. It was honestly just trial and error, man. Like, we, how our first record was written, I actually wrote all those songs when I was like 16, 17 on my acoustic. Um, and then we just made them a full band thing and started playing them. Uh, with this record, it was different. Um, we, we tried different ways and uh, a lot of songs were scrapped because of them. Um, but I just feel like this is the most efficient way. Sometimes, like, I, I used to write lyrics first and then say, okay, 
uh, I can kind of hear this going on behind it. But honestly, I, I feel like it's the most productive way and how to not make your songs all sound the same as well. Because when you when you write lyrics, you you tend to write in a certain pattern, mm-hmm. um, a pattern that you're very used to, that's comfortable. But if you write the um, if you write the music first, then it kind of challenges you not to write uh, in a certain way. You know, you kind of have to follow the music instead of the music following the lyrics. 100% got you on that. Like you've got to really build that foundation of, okay, what is, what is this song going to be? You know, let's, here's the foundation. Here's what the song is going to be built off of. And let's, okay, let's start with, you know, this one room here. Okay. Let's see what this is going to be. And okay, then now let's see what this is going to be. Okay, cool. We have a verse. Let's see what, you know, the course is going to be. And it's instead of just one big, here's the song. Let's, let's write really this break whole it down. song. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is cool. And I mean, you know, to the people that can go through and, you know, like it's the famous thing of, oh, we wrote this song in 20 minutes. It's like that, that's great. And that has its place, you know, and I think there's a, there's a certain beauty to that in a way where it's just like, you just kind of, like I said earlier, again, I don't say it's disrespectful, but you kind of just like puke out this song and it's like, here you go, here's this song and it's, and it's awesome. But to really sit down and break everything down and okay, let's really put the work into a song, I think is something that is a lot of people don't really talk about the fact that how much work can go into even just like one you know, there are guys I know who like obsess over one word for God's sakes. Like, it's just like, yeah. I don't like yeah. this word. I don't like how I'm pronouncing this word. Like I got, I got to figure out another way to, another way to like pronounce this word or maybe I should change yep. it or it's like change the word. Yeah. yeah. Man. No, it, it all comes into place. It all comes into place. It's actually a song. um going to be on our uh, new record and it's called November. The song is about, um, domestic violence. So we actually came up with all the music and all that stuff before we went into the studio. Um, I had a couple melodies, but I couldn't really uh, get anything going. So I, I just said, let's just take it to the studio and maybe we can figure something out. So like, as the other guys were recording, I was sitting there thinking like, you know, I, I ended up getting like a bunch of melodies um, and the day that we recorded it, I had no lyrics. And, and by the time we recorded it, I had lyrics. I think I wrote the song and probably about half an hour when, before we went into the studio, uh, we just went for coffee and I, I sat there while they, dr- while they drank their coffee and I had my headphones in and I, I pumped out a full song, the lyrics and I said, what do you guys think? And everybody said, this is it. So it, it's funny how things can happen like that, um, where where it does just fall into place and it does come naturally. And then there's some times where you, you got to grind for it. You got to work for it. Um, I think every song has its place. There are songs where it just kind of falls together really quickly that, you know, are really bad and some that are really good. You know, um, but I think it, they all have their place in uh, in the music world. 
Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, even the, you know, just for fun bullshit songwriting I've done personally, like I know that sometimes you just go, Hey, you know, like my buddy will come to me, Hey man, I got this riff. And then 10 minutes later, I'll be like, Hey, here's the song. And he's like, Holy shit. Like, where did that come from? I'm like, I have no idea, but apparently it was inside of me and I needed to get this melody (laughs) and these words out. So it did seem to hear that you, um, had that, but with that, is, is there, um, and obviously with the record two guys, I will, you know, be sure to keep you guys posted to my listeners and anyone listening right now, as you know, we get closer to that and you can be rest assured that, uh, I will be doing a showcase on that particular EP because I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and especially hearing about that song November. Um, is there any other particular songs that you're like, I mean, obviously you're excited for the whole, the whole EP, but is there any like one particular song that like really is special to you and you're like super excited for people to hear, or is it just kind of the overall EP you're excited about? I mean, the overall EP, because it's just, I don't know. It's, it's different, man. Every song has a meaning and, uh, and a deep meaning like things that people should honestly really uh really think about and really listen to it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with uh mental illness and uh living your own life creating your own path and and then touching on things like anxiety and and depression and uh and and like november uh at domestic violence it, it the whole thing is just uh it's going to be a journey and I really want everybody to to listen to all the songs and um, not just the, the music, but read the lyrics. The lyrics will be posted everywhere. And um, I want this to, uh, you know, to really open up people's eyes as to, uh, you know, how society treats certain things and how we can all band together and, uh, and, and change uh, the universe and, and, and the world together. So, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm just really excited for the whole thing. If I had to pick one song, I would probably say November because uh, to me it has the most uh, mainstream um, the mainstream value mm-hmm. uh, just because it, it has a lot more singing, um, a lot more uh, cool melodies. Um, there's a little bit of screaming in it, but I think it's like more of a song that everybody could like you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't like screaming and stuff, but I think the screams are in the right places in that one, and uh, and um, just like everything, I don't know, sounds really really good to me. So yeah, that's, that's definitely one song I, I would probably that stands out to me that I'm I'm excited for people to hear. For sure, and I mean, it, as much as it's kind of a, a cliche thing to say, maybe a little more accessible. To, to everybody right. with the screaming being to a minimal, which is something that, you know, always still to this day makes me feel, I like this song, but I wish they wouldn't scream so much. And, you know, the uh, yeah. the classic mom meme or whatever of, yeah, I like yeah. your band, but I wish you wouldn't scream so much. And But y- right. you were touching on, and, and, you know, with what you just said, it makes me very excited <laughs> for this EP. And, 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 you know, like I said, I'll make sure to keep everyone posted as far as, uh, as we get closer and hopefully you can keep your boy in the loop here, but, um, there's such power in music and such power in, you know, speaking about topics that everybody can relate to or that are, are really real. And there's so much music out there now that, you know, 
as much as I hate to say it, not really, but I, I kind of, I, I don't like to talk crap about stuff, but there's so much fake music out there now that yeah. just doesn't mean anything. And it's just random garbage being well, thrown that's, out that's there. That's kind of why I like, that's kind of why I mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, it, the, the, the EP, it, it means something. Like I'm not bashing on anybody, but I, I just noticed that in, in music now as well, where, you know, artists are writing about things that, I don't know, maybe have been talked about a lot and mm-hmm. and such, or, or things that just, like, don't really matter. They just sound good. Uh, but but all this stuff, to me, and I think to everybody else, will will matter. So For sure. And it's, you know, talking about things that everyone can relate to, you know, speaking about, you know, you're talking, you're talking about mental health, for example, and that's something that as time goes on, you know, the, the stigma is being lifted more and more, you know, and people are being more comfortable to talk about things, but it's still so important, you know, for, you know, for our artists and our musicians to, you know, to speak about things like this, because it still, to this day, there might be that person out there that isn't comfortable talking about it or isn't comfortable maybe, you know, and I mean, this is just me kind of putting words in your mouth at this point, I guess, but speaking about things that you know they might hear a song and go oh like i'm not alone in this you know this person may have gone through something similar or they might relate to something that's in the song and you know music is such a powerful thing where it can it can you know not only help people but it can i mean i know me personally music gives me strength that's something that i always say you know no matter what i'm going through in life there's always a song that can, you know, give me strength and give me power to, you know, help me get through what I'm going through or put words to something. Maybe I I don't understand what, especially when I was younger, obviously, like, you know, as a teenager, as I'm sure you can probably relate to as well when you're younger, maybe there's something you're not sure. Okay. I don't know what this feeling is, or I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. And then you hear a song and you're like, holy crap, that is exactly how I feel. And that can help people a whole lot. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more, man. Um, something that uh, when I was cho- trying to choose what I wanted to do and when I was younger, um, you know, music was always what I wanted to do from, from kindergarten. I always said I wanted to be a rock star, but you know, as I got older, uh, trying to choose a career in high school, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until about grade 11 or 12. Um, and that was, uh, I wanted to be uh, a therapist for people um, to talk to people about issues and problems and, and fix them, which is kind of, I've, I've been doing it my whole life with my friends and my family. I'm just kind of somebody who uh, people like to come talk to about mm-hmm. things, but I wanted to, you know, make it a career. Um, unfortunately, I didn't really have the grades for it, but I still want to pursue that passion of mine and, and I'm going to do it through music. And I feel like, uh, I honestly feel like that's why I'm here. That's why I'm on earth. That's why, you know, I was given life is to, is to help people and it be through music. I just have this, this feeling about it. 
Well, that's definitely a absolutely beautiful sentiment, man. And I mean, I can't, I can't agree more just from talking to you for the last hour and that I can, I can hear and feel the passion that you have even just, you know, through the phone and through my headphones, you know, it's something that you can't fake that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. For sure. And I mean, that that's a kind of a beautiful place to end off the conversation here today. But there's always a staple question that here on The Harder Show that I always ask people. And some people always go, oh, God, or, you know, because it's either a really fun question or a really, in a jokingly way, painful question to kind of end off on just kind of a, a silly, funny note here. Do you have a either a favorite show that you've ever played? Because obviously, as you had said, you know, you've been in this band for a little while. Um, you guys were you know, different from where you are now, but do you have kind of a favorite show you've ever played or do you have like just like the worst, funniest, bad show experience or do you have both? Definitely have both. Um, I feel like it's not just me either. It's my whole band. Oh, sure, um, yeah. I think, I think we both agree or we all agree on both of these things that I'm about to say. Um, I can speak on behalf of them. Um, our, our favorite show is um, one that we played in Oshawa at the Oshawa Music Hall. Um, it being just a hometown show um, is, is one thing, but the, the amount of support and people that were there was, was absolutely insane. The energy was so high. There had to be about 300 people there. And, uh, we hadn't played Oshawa in like almost a year at that point. So everybody was like, you know, we, we did a lot in a year, obviously. And I guess the hype was there. Um, so many people showed up. Um, we, uh, we all thought that we each individually played a really, really good set. And the energy was just so high. And we were just loving every moment of it. And it was just it kind of just felt like a glimpse into the future. Like this is, this is what it can be like, you know? And, and this is what we look forward to, um, shows like that. So that would be our favorite show. Our least favorite show, um, probably was a show in Ottawa that we played. Um, I can't remember the venue name, but it was just, super unorganized just a super unorganized show um the other bands were like being really weird towards us so many errors uh musically and then so many errors technically like my mic stand fell over like three times as i was singing i was like crouched down singing because the just the mic stand was broken and the one valve was was loose so Every time I would fix it, it would slowly drop in the middle of a song. So oh, no. as I was singing, I was like getting lower and lower <laughs> and like nobody was helping me. It was just uh, like it was just a really bad show on on all of our parts. Um, and that was a couple years ago on our on our first tour. But uh, yeah, that was probably our, our least favorite. But overall, I mean, um, since that Oshawa show, Every show's been unreal. Um, I don't know if it was just that energy from that and just seeing uh, that's what it could be, but I, I don't know. We, we do practice a lot, and, and um, I, I think that we've gotten a lot better as a band 
Um, so every show now is just like, is a really good show until there's a really, really good show. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I hear you. It's like kind of as of right now, the standard has been set of like, okay, this is the best show we've ever done as far as the performance and the energy and the crowd. So until you get another new standard of here's the best, you're always going to kind of compare to that, I guess, is what you're saying. Right, right. And we're just, we're constantly just going to keep trying for that. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really fun being in a band, man. (laughs) It's really fun. For sure, man. Well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you, man. I've had an absolute blast, and we've covered a lot of great ground and heard a, a badass tune, and uh, I think that's a real nice place to end off here. So where can the good people find yourself and Judgment if they want to check you guys out? So uh, you can find us at Judgment CA on all platforms. Um, if you want to contact us or email us, you can find us at uh, Judgment ca band at gmail.com uh, for bookings or any of that kind of stuff um yeah facebook instagram twitter all that it's just judgment ca badass and again for those of you who are curious about the ep i will keep you guys informed when it's uh you know when it's coming up but be sure to follow the guys on instagram and all the social medias to keep up with that evangelo thank you so very much my man it's been a pleasure Thanks, man. It's been awesome for me, too. All right, gang. There you have it. My chat with Evangelo Valiotis of Judgment. Super fun chat. Really interesting. It's it's always fun speaking with people. And, and it's fun for me to sit down with someone who, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know him. You know, I don't know Evangelo at all. Um, so it's fun to sit down and really just pick people's brains about songwriting. And I didn't really, in the intro, I didn't really touch on the fact that like we really dive into songwriting too. And that was a lot of fun for me because as someone who was just, you know, I songwrite for fun and stuff like that. It's super, super interesting for me to hear other people's perspective on it and, you know, writing music and someone who definitely is, you know, schooled a little bit, but like self-taught school so it's always interesting and I always have a lot of fun with that and I think that's what's so interesting about me as a uh, how can I put this uh big quotations around this folks a quote-unquote interviewer which I don't like calling myself that or anything because I I I think I am a uh, as far as professional interviews are concerned (laughs) I think that I just have fun chats with people and get to know them and that's what I do but that's what I think is interesting about me speaking with musicians, is it interests me so much genuinely to hear their process and how their brains work. Whereas, you know, I'm not just asking like, oh, so what does this mean to you? And that's not me taking a shot at anybody, but just, you know, I'll I'll see interviews with bands and stuff. And it's like, you always ask the same stuff. It's like, let's dive into the the real nitty gritty stuff, you know, that's what I personally, the way that I interview people and the way I talk to people on this show is the exact same way I would talk to them as if we were sitting in a bar having a beer or we were sitting having a coffee at Tim's or something like that, you know, that's that's how I speak to people on this show. It's not a put on, I don't have a bunch of questions in front of me that I, you know, okay, next question, blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes if I feel the need, I will structure things a little bit. 
depending on the situation. But, you know, this was one example of, like, I came into this chat not knowing a damn thing <laughs> about, uh, about Evangelo at all, really, except for that, okay, he's a great musician, and he's got a badass band, and he seems like a good dude. So, hey, this is going to be a lot of fun, and it was. So thank you again, my man, for coming on the show. I very much appreciate it. You can definitely be rest assured that uh, as he kind of and the band get closer to maybe dropping some new stuff, I'll keep you guys informed and definitely uh, possibly have him or, or, or someone else in the band on in the future. That's definitely a lot of fun. Have had some great interviews lately on the show, man. I mean, we always have great interviews here. I'm very blessed to have some great people in my life to come on the show and that want to be on the show. Uh, of course, you know, last week we had my dudes in harmonic dissection and I, <laughs> I didn't really talk about the intro, but I do thank uh, a couple people reached out to me and they were like, dude, that was just, again, as far as a professional interview, you know, one, one of my buddies said, he said, dude, as far as like a professional interview, he said it was kind of the shits because you were not at all like moving the trade forward but he said just as a fun entertaining listen it was hilarious with some great timbits thrown in there of like a little info about the band and philosophical stuff and music industry and things of that nature so it was a lot of fun i want to give big shouts to those guys again and man i have got a really fun interview that's been a long time in the making coming up for you guys in a couple of weeks uh, do I want to give you a hint? Nah. But let's just say the album showcase I have for you guys next week, which is what we're going to be doing. Let's just say maybe whoever that particular person is, you might also get them in an interview the following week. Who is it? I don't know. You're going to have to tune in to find out. But let's just say we're going to have a lot of fun next week doing that album showcase. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again and get the ball rolling. We're, we're, we're rolling here, man. With this show, the new hosting of it, it was kind of a bittersweet day. I forgot to touch on this in the intro as well, but I feel like my outro was kind of like where I can kind of just spew all the bullshit that's on my brain. You know, because at this point, only the real diehards are still listening. So all like three of you. So it's <laughs> just my diehards are listening at this point. But um. You know, I shut down the SoundCloud, excuse me, the SoundCloud is officially shut down and it was as of uh, Tuesday, the 3rd of March. I got the email saying that, you know, it is officially down to a uh, free account, which means I can have one episode up at a time Uh, because SoundCloud's free thing was not made for podcasts for sure, but uh I'm very grateful to SoundCloud, and, and I give big ups to that that uh, hosting service and them as a company because they never, ever let me down, man. They never let me down. There was never an issue. There was never a time where stuff was missing or anything like that. Kind of dicked me a little bit at one point with money and considering I was paying a certain amount for a certain period of time, and then randomly it went up for no apparent reason with no warning. But beside the fact, you know, I do... Uh, Thanks, SoundCloud. You know, four years is a long time to be on one hosting service, and it was a big decision to move along and uh, go with something else. But I'm very happy with Anchor. And if you are listening to this right now on a app that you don't normally use or on YouTube and you can't find it on the podcast app you normally use, please, please, please 
hit me up, let me know, and I will remedy that right away. I haven't had anyone hit me up saying yet that they're missing it. So hopefully, from what I can tell on my end, everything should be running smoothly. But again, please, please, please let me know if the podcast is missing on your favorite podcast listening app. And I will remedy that right away. And uh, I just thank you guys for your support, man, because it really means a lot to me. You know, jumping into this new thing, it's uh, it's a scary thing. But knowing I got you guys with me, we're good. Just like I know that I have the undying support of my hotheads, my Patreon supporters. If you're not in the loop on this, Patreon is a fantastic website for content creators like myself or artists or musicians or what have you in which they can create a community of their most loyal families where you go on and pay a certain premium every month for either exclusive content, behind-the-scenes stuff, bonus episodes or pictures, or you can you know sell songs or art or what have you. But it's a fantastic site, and uh, I am on there. We have a few different tiers as far as how much to pay a month for certain levels of access. We have a $1 a month, which will get you all of the kind of little behind the scenes type picture stuff that I'll put up and let you guys know what's going on. Um, also, it will get you shout outs every single week here on the show, which I'm going to get to in a moment. Uh, the $5 tier a month will get you all the stuff I just mentioned, as well as access to a bonus podcast I do strictly for the Patreon and as far as what it is, I don't even talk about it. I don't even want to say anything about it here on this show because it is something special I do just for Patreon. But let me tell you this, it is 150% uncensored, untamed, man. <laughs> There's stuff I have talked about on that show that I will never in a billion years talk about on this show. So it's basically like an unfiltered me. Let's. It's kind of like you're sitting in a car with me and we're driving. We're taking a little little drive together, and it's just me spewing and talking about random stuff. I've had some fun episodes that I've done on that, and uh, Max getting ready to drop another one very, very soon because I drop them once a month. I've also done uh, a uh, studio uh, video thing of me doing my uh, doing my editing. Uh, so uh, that was a lot of fun to do. Obviously, with having to change how I do the editing of the show on that, I haven't really <laughs> done another one of those yet. <laughs> with the Mac dying, I kind of had to put that on the old wayside ski. But uh, that's what you get with the $5 tier, and you will also get a discount on merch and t-shirts when they do become available. Then I also have a $10 tier, which you will get all of that that I previously mentioned, and you will also get a free t-shirt, no questions asked regardless of the size or what have you, I'll just give you a freaking t-shirt for $10 a month, okay? Seriously, straight up. And then finally, we have the $20 tier, which I am calling an advertising tier. And what that means is if you are someone who has a business or an event or a service or a podcast or a show or you're a band or whatever, and you want to advertise here on the show with a personalized ad read, I can make that happen for you for the very low price of $20 a month. You will get personalized ad reads, just like I do for Jay Bridges Alerts, or I can work with you on something special. Um, 20 bucks a month, man, not a lot of money. And if you are someone who is, you know, you say you sell something online or whatever, if you even get one sale out of it, I mean, damn, <laughs> it's uh, why the hell not, right? But, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about what I, if anything, 
I promote on my show. You know, I obviously I plug Jason because he is the man, you know, um, but I, I do things very personal, personalized. I don't like to just shill stuff and not stand behind it. So I will always stand behind your product. And um, if you hit me up and I think it's not a good fit for whatever reason, I'll tell you straight away. I'll say, hey, I don't think my listener base would buy this. So I don't know if this is worth it for you. But regardless, if we do go for it and you do join the $20 a month tier and we have the ad read. If after a month you go, you know what, eh, I don't really know if this is for me, all good, definitely no hard feelings at all. As a sign of good faith and a thank you, I will do that ad read for an extra month even if you pull your payment for that month. I'll give you an extra month, no charge, just as a thank you because anyone who sp- supports this show and becomes a sponsor, uh, you know, I, I always try and go out of my way. I have in the past whenever people have come, come on as sponsor, even if they do pull any point or we end our, you know, mutually end our, uh, our yeah, sponsorship, you know, I will always still say good things about you and support you. And, you know, I may even give you a free plug ski once in a while if I really truly believe in you. But Patreon, definitely something to think about if you want to really help this show go to the next level. We're at a point right now where unfortunately financially or finances, so to speak, is that that's kind of unfortunately right now what's holding the show back a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm working on it. We're working on it. Nothing's going to slow this train down. Um, and some people who are really helping with that big time are my current hotheads. We got my man, Scotty D. I've known Scott for a very long time. And, uh, you know, that's 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 my boy. I love that guy. Um, we've uh, had the pleasure of having some jam sessions and all that kind of stuff. And, He's a uh, just been a good friend of mine for a long time. So, Scott, thank you very much, my man, for all your support. You know how much I appreciate you. I would love to get uh, get you on the podcast sometime because I know we would have fun and have some funny stories. But uh, he also is the proprietor, if you're in the Durham region, Ontario area, or the, the Durham region in Ontario, not all of Ontario, but <laughs> for Durham region, Clarington area. If you need some windows cleaned, you know, winter is uh, coming to an end. Maybe your windows aren't looking so hot. Hit up my boy at Suds Window Cleaning. Scott is the sole proprietor of that service, and he does a fantastic job. And let me tell you, as someone who cleans for a living, I will vouch for the fact that he does just a fantastic job. Suds Window Cleaning. Check him out. Definitely the best out there. And, of course, I want to give a big shout out as well to my boy, Will of Rolls-Royce. If you're not familiar with Rolls-Royce, they are one of the premier punk bands on all of the world, not just freaking Canada. I always say Canada. I'm like, no, no, no. In all of the world. I don't even care, man. Rolls-Royce are badass. If you're regularly listeners to the show and you've been listening for a long time, you've heard me talk about them before. I did a uh, one of my favorite EP reviews that I've done in, in all the history of the show was and so on which was their latest ep just super super fun listen i had will on the show as well for a two-part interview video interview actually one of the only ones i ever did and uh, it was just a lot of fun man will thank you so much for all your support brother i really really appreciate it and uh thank you guys for listening even if you aren't patreon supporters it means the world to me just for you guys to click that play button you know that is definitely a fantastic way to help support the show and it means the world to me so thank you very much audio fist bump and if you are currently listening on a uh, podcasting app right now and you have not subscribed please hit that subscribe button consider going and giving a follow or a like to the hotter show either on the facebook or instagram 
really does mean the world to me to have all you guys support anything you ever want to talk to me about hit me up the hardest show at gmail.com i've been rambling on for a long time now so i'm gonna sign off if you're still listening thank you so much seriously you're already best give yourself a well-deserved pat on the back i love you and i'll catch you next time on the hardest show take it easy guys